Good evening, y'all. And happy Lord's Day. Thank you. Guys, it is really great having y'all back over here at St. Thomas. Um, this summer was amazing, uh, but St. Thomas is very empty without you guys. And so our 9 o'clock Mass, while it is still going on during the summertime, um, the 9 o'clock Mass is for you guys. And this is, uh, you bring life to this Mass, right? So it's your youthfulness, your vitality, your love, your joy, your friendship um, that makes St. Thomas what it is. So it is so good to see y'all, and, uh, and welcome back. So if you're a freshman first time here, welcome to St. Thomas. If you're a freshman for second year in a row, welcome back to St. Thomas. Um, junior, senior, wherever you're at along the way, um, St. Thomas is your home. So welcome back home. Guys, have you ever made plans and they didn't quite go the way you thought they would have gone? Anybody? Everybody? <laughs> yeah, on a daily basis. Look at the past year, right? Um, we make plans all the time, and sometimes they just don't go the way that we planned for them to go. Um, I know my own life, um, gosh, <clears throat> I mean, shoot, just my own, my own journey to get to where I'm at today, I didn't make plans to become a priest. Like, I just wanted to finish college, and that just kind of took a long time for me, right? I mean, I graduated high school and then went to college, and I was there for McNeese for one semester. Um, I had my plans, right? And then that didn't work out, so then I go to UL for a year and a half, and had my plans for UL, and that didn't work out, especially when the academic dean sends you a little pink slip saying that, we suggest you take a break from school. Um, just a mighty polite way of saying you flunked out. Um, so I went to work for a little bit and finally got the courage to go back to school, so I went back to McNeese and thought that was going to be what I was going to do, and then I was like, that's not working, so I went to the seminary. I'm like, hey, everybody tells me I should be a priest, so let me go check that out. So I went to the seminary for one semester, hated it, and left. <clears throat> got out of there, um, didn't know what God was calling me to do, and so then I ended up going to the University of St. Thomas in Houston, Texas. That didn't work out. Stayed one semester. Um, God, within that one semester, I had two parking tickets, three speeding tickets, and a wreck. I'm like, I'm going back to Karen Crow. Um, <laughs> so uh, went back to Karen Crow, started doing a bunch of work in the pro-life movement, and then I was like, I got a great idea. I can't figure out what I'm doing with my life, so I'm going to go be a monk. <laughs> Didn't work, <laughs> obviously. 80% silence freaked me out. That lasted one night. <laughs> I ended up calling my best friend up on the phone. I'm like crying. Dude, dude, come get me. So I broke out of the monastery. I snuck out, and he picked me up on the end of the road. Um, wasn't in my plans, right? And then I ended up going uh, back to Lake Charles, and I went back to McNeese. And finally, six colleges, five majors, and 13 years later, I got my undergrad, right? Wasn't how I planned getting an undergrad. That wasn't in my plans in any way whatsoever, but God had this greater plan, and then he moves me over here to this great diocese working in youth ministry, and, uh, and I met a girl, and I was like, man, this is the girl I'm going to marry. And the more I fell in love with her, the more I wanted to be a priest. I'm like, gosh, that's not in my plans. <laughs> you know, that's not supposed to happen. Lord, in case you don't know, priesthood and marriage don't go hand in hand. So we broke up, and I went to the seminary, seven more years of school, right? And you know, what, what happens in our lives isn't always the way we plan them to be. And so we got to adjust, and we got to move, and we got to figure out how things are going. And you might find yourself in that same spot right now. Maybe Nichols wasn't your first stop, right? Maybe you went to UL. Maybe you went to McNeese. Maybe you had a scholarship somewhere, and now you're trying to figure out, wow, that didn't work out the way I planned it to. And so now you're back. And that's okay. God's hand is in it all, right? You know, the Blessed Mother, today we celebrate her feast day of the Assumption. 
And I'm sure she had other plans besides the plan God had for her. I mean, think about it, right? <clears throat> she was a normal Jewish girl. She was, she was this young girl that was betrothed to Joseph, and I'm sure in her mind she was going to do what all the other Jewish women did, right? She was going to be married. She was going to have kids. She was going to be a housewife. She was going to help neighbors out. She was going to do what all the other Jewish women did. I don't think in Mary's wildest imagination that she would have ever thought, hey, you know what? I think whenever I'm 14 years old, I'm going to get pregnant by the Holy Spirit. <laughs> I don't think that went through Mary's mind at any point. But in God's plan, he had that plan and he chose Mary. He made her specifically for this intention. And Mary had to say her yes to that. She had to give God consent to conceive by the Holy Spirit. And then I don't know what Mary would have thought after that. Maybe she would have thought, oh, wow, I'm going to be the mother of God. Like, this is really cool at 14 years old. And I'm sure my life is going to be like a bed of roses. It's going to be awesome. I'm sure it wasn't in Mary's plans that at eight months, nine months pregnant, she was going to have to get on a donkey and go all the way to Bethlehem. I'm sure it wasn't in her plans that the first time she was going to give birth to a child, it was going to be in a horse in an animal stable, going through the streets, trying to find, well, somebody please let me have my baby in your home. We're going to have to go into a cave and have a baby in an animal shelter, right? I'm sure that wasn't in Mary's plans. I'm sure it wasn't in Mary's plans that they were going to have to flee in the middle of the night because Herod wanted to kill her baby boy, so they take off and they go to Egypt. I'm sure that wasn't in her plans that she didn't know anybody in Egypt. But she went because God was calling them to go. And then she packs up from there after a number of years and she goes back to Nazareth, another 120-mile donkey ride. <laughs> wasn't in Mary's plans. And then I'm sure it wasn't in Mary's plans whenever Jesus was 12 years old and she lost him in Jerusalem for three days. Imagine the horror of that, right? Losing Jesus. That must have been a terrifying thing. I remember my mama lost me in a, a, a clothing store one time. She didn't really lose me. I was hiding from her, <laughs> right? So they had these clothes racks that were like a circle, and so I thought it would be really cool to go hide in it. And my mama is freaking out, and I hear her at one point, and she's saying, Mitchell, where are you? And I'm hiding in my little clothes rack, and I said, Judy Booty. I was in so much trouble. <laughs> anyway, it wasn't in Our Lady's plans to lose baby Jesus, right? And then I'm sure it wasn't in her plans either. She didn't know like, the crucifixion. I'm sure that she wasn't in her plans that one day she was going to have to bury her son. And I'm sure it wasn't in her plans that she was going to get to get to realize and get to witness the resurrection of her son. Like, that was incredible. And I know it probably was never in Mary's plans that she would one day never experience death the way that we experience death. She would never have her body separate from her soul and just her soul go up to heaven. And, and what happened in the assumption, what we celebrate today, guys, is magnificent. We celebrate the reality that Jesus himself loved his mom so much Jesus looks at that beautiful, immaculate body of Mary, and he said, from that body was a temple. That body is where I dwelt as God. That body that Mary had is the body that I took flesh of my flesh and bone of my bones from. That body, that immaculate body, is never going to see corruption. It's never going to decay. That body is going to be taken up into heaven, body and soul. That's what we celebrate. That Mary triumphantly 
goes up into heaven, body and soul. Imagine what that must have been like as the queen of heaven enters into heaven and takes, as the psalm said, takes her seat at the right hand of her son. What a magnificent moment. The angels must have been like dancing all over the place and singing up praises to God through all this. It must have been a magnificent moment. So this is what we get to celebrate today. The love that Jesus had for his mom. Guys, we can never love Mary too much. Why? Because, because we can never love her more than Jesus did. Jesus loved his mom with everything he had, so much so that he wanted her body and soul to be with him for all of eternity. Like, this is a great gift. But Mary, she couldn't live out her life by her plans. Whenever Mary experienced the angel in her room, and the angel said to her, will you conceive and bear a son? Mary had to give her a yes. She had to say, you know what? My life isn't about me. It's not about my plans. It's about the will of God. And so Mary says, be it done to me according to your word. Basically says, I, I will do whatever God calls me to. And Mary didn't have to understand it. She doesn't ask that. She doesn't have to agree with it. God is just asking for her to be part of this magnificent plan and to be surprised at what he wants to do with her. You see, whenever I try to figure my life out and I try to make my life do the things that I want my life to do, well, it's no fun. But God has something magnificent in store for every single person here. He created us for a particular purpose. You have a purpose. And everybody has a particular purpose that only you can feel, right? And so it's, a, it's just a matter of us asking God, what is it? Right? What is it, God? What is it, Father? You created me. You know what I'm made for. Right? You know me. And so what is it? Ask God this semester, what is it you created me for? And I guarantee you, he's going to reveal that to you. Because you see, here's the deal. God's plan for us, for our lives, is 100% better than anything I can plan for myself. I promise. It's 100% better than anything I can plan for myself. I'll never forget, I'll share the story with you. I was, um, gosh, I was probably 17 years old. And I had thought about being a priest. And it was on my mind. But yet I was also, had my eye on this girl. And I was like, man, I don't know. Lord, are you calling me to priesthood? And we ended up going to Medjugorje, where the Blessed Mother is appearing in Yugoslavia. And we met with this man. His name was Father Yozo. Father Yozo had a gift of reading souls. I don't know if you ever heard of that. But it's basically like he walks up to you and you start talking to him and he starts telling you your sins. And I'm like, I don't want to meet this guy. I really, I really didn't. I did not want to meet this guy. And I tried telling my group, I'm like, I'm just going to stay back at the house. Y'all can go meet him. Like, I'm serious. I did not want to meet this guy. Well, I had to go. I was underage, so I had to go with him. So we end up meeting, like, there's like 5,000 people present. So I'm like, who? good, there's no way I'm going to meet this guy because there's 5,000 people here. Well, don't you know, at the, end of, at the end of his talk, he points to our group and he tells his interpreter, I want to meet with them. And I'm like, oh, no, man. <laughs> I was terrified. I'm serious. And so everybody leaves and we stay inside the church and we end up sitting down on the sanctuary. And so I'm sitting right here. There was a little gap between me and the next person. The group went out that way. And uh, all of a sudden, Father Yozo comes and sits right next to me. 
just plops himself right there. And I'm like, oh, my God. And he said, he said, if Jesus were to come and sit in your midst, what would you ask him? I want you to ask me that question. And so I'm thinking, man, what would I say? If Jesus, if this is the moment, this is the one question, this is the million-dollar question that I can ask Jesus, what does he want? What's that question going to be? So he asks somebody over there, and they talk, and he looks at me, and he goes, and you. And I said, I want to know what he wants me to do in my life. <laughs> Real safe, right? And uh, he says, what do you want to do? And I said, I want to do what he wants me to do. And he laughed at me, and he turned and starts talking to somebody else. And I'm like, well, that's great. That's so what Jesus would do to me. I'm trying to be serious, and he's just going to laugh at me. And so he's talking, he's talking, and all of a sudden he looks back at me, and he goes, what do you want to do? And I said, I said, okay, I just want to know if he wants me to be a priest or not. And he said something to me, guys, that stood out to me, and I will never forget it. He said, Whatever makes you happiest in life is what God has created you for. And he turned to talk to somebody else. And that stood out to me because it was the happiest, the E-S-T part. See, I was happy doing a lot of things. I was happy dating. I was happy landscaping. I was happy doing youth ministry. I was happy doing photography. But what made me happiest, E-S-T, where my greatest joy came from and what I was doing in life, that's where I was at my fullest potential. That's whenever I was doing what God had created me to do. And so then I began to think all through my life, as I look back, as now I was 33 years old, going to the priesthood, I look back and said, when have I been happiest in my life? Because that's what God created me for. It's what he created you for. He didn't create us to be miserable. <laughs> he created you to be happiest and he's given you every gift and talent to do it, right? And so this semester, this year, it might not be the semester and year that you thought it was going to end up being. And that's okay. Twists and turns are going to happen. But if we stay close to our Blessed Mother, she knows the twists and turns and the struggles and the, the, the downfalls and the excitement and the joy. She knows all of the gamut of life. Stay close to Our Lady. There's no coincidence that this semester is beginning on the Feast of the Assumption. I think it's because Our Lady wants to be close to us this year. I think she wants to draw us to her Son. And I think she wants to reveal to us, each one of us, what God Himself created you for. What makes you happiest in life. Think about that, right? And begin to move in that direction because that's when you're going to be most potent. And that's when you're going to make the biggest change and effect in people's lives is where I'm happiest because that's where God has called us and what he created you for. Amen?